Hello and welcome to the Beer Fueled Analysis. My name is Albert. I'm drinking the Troganator from Trogues Brewing. And my name is Javian Bravo. I'm drinking Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Now we beat the fuck out of the Gators, man. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That was, uh, for a good long while, that wasn't even a match. Yeah. I mean, woo. And it feels good, man. It feels <laughs> good. It's it's nice. We look back at this season, this 9-3 and three season. Mm. We had national championship aspirations. And even in a disappointing year, we defeat our two in-state rivals. And we still won nine games with a chance of double-digit wins in a major bowl game. Yeah. Um, this this series between FSU and Florida has kind of been... kind of It's kind of a weird series in the sense that um, for large stretches... One school controls the rivalry, and then it flips, and then it's the other school for a long stretch. So right now we're on our, uh, you know, I guess on our run. It's four years in a row, five of the last six. And um, I obviously I was here for the majority of when Florida was doing what we did to them. Um, so oh, and by the way, it's six of the last seven. Oh, excuse me. You gotta count twenty ten. You gotta count twenty ten. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. So it's it's nice being on the other side of things now. Um, as I said in the last podcast, I was here when in two thousand ten when the streak ended. So it's a joy to see that you know that streak continue over the gears because I absolutely hate Florida uh, with all my heart. So. You know, we did what we needed to do. Uh, we beat, you know, I won't say they're a bad team, but they're definitely not as talented as us. So we did what we needed to do. We controlled the game from the jump. Uh, I never thought the game was in any doubt. Um, I said in the last podcast that for us to win this game, uh, we should win this game comfortably. I said 10 points, I believe. But I said if I thought special teams and turnovers – if we were to lose, it would come down to failure on special teams and turnovers, which in the uh, you know a stretch in the game, it seemed like it was heading that way. We missed two kicks. Well, one was blocked. We missed the other one, and then we had the fumble and the punt return, um, and then we had a turnover where Francois threw the ball just down the middle of the field with just yeah no. I told you about that right yeah 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 I, I, <laughs> I did call that watch out for those throws down yeah. the middle he, uh, he's not so snake bit like EJ was right right uh, and and I, he's, he's not like terrified of throwing it down the middle but he's a little too confident right now <laughs> right. He's, he's not really doing what he should be doing there. right so I, you know coming into this week I was saying if we you know make the kicks you're supposed to make you know, control, you know, don't commit stupid penalties. Don't commit, you know, just the bad turnovers. We should win this game comfortably because I didn't think Florida offense would be able to move the ball in our defense. Not that I think our defense is elite or anything. I just think Florida's offense is just that bad. And I knew our offense was good enough to get points um, here and there, just enough to win the game. So the game went about as I expected. Um, granted, I wish... Well, we had plenty of chances to kind of put our, you know, what's the expression, put our foot on their throats early in the game, put the, mm-hmm. put the game away a lot earlier than we did. So I wish we were able to do that. But, you know, you can't argue with the final results. You win uh, 31 to, what, 13? I don't even yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah, they don't score an offensive touchdown. Again. Um, the only touchdown comes off that <clears throat> punt return, that fumble, that fumbled punt return. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it was like what we were talking about. This shit was like facing off against another must-champ team. They're just not as good defensively. And they were a, a lot worse off health-wise. You know, I didn't realize last week that going into the game, total, 
total defensive linemen, they only had five. And then they lost one in the first half. So, yeah, I don't know how, like, you you could barely field one competent unit off of that. That, that shit's scary. So, yeah, um, that defense is facing attrition. I think it's something like nine or ten of those guys off the defense can declare early. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure a good amount of them will. I don't think they can want to stick around for more of this shit. Like, I know they win the SEC East, but everyone, anyone that watches football and actually watches SEC football knows that whoever was winning that division was backing their way into it. Yeah. After Tennessee faltered and after Tennessee fucking fell flat on their face, that was it. Like, no one else, like, no one else is worth a shit in that division. You know, we'll see what Georgia can do moving forward. I wouldn't hold my breath on them, but... <laughs> Not after know. what we've seen the past few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Granted, they did so, beat Auburn, but... That's, yeah, but... Yeah, fucking, I, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, man, hey, man, we beat them. We beat them. Yeah, it feels em. good. Like, what a fucking... <sighs> this was a stressful season. You know, I, I, I want to watch the bowl game uh, before we do a full like look back at the year um just so we could like get the whole picture and not be too reactionary after beating up on the gators again um but nine and three on the year this was a down year for us and i don't know what it is about us man but florida state's bad years when you compare them to other people out there i mean we go through the lost decade we don't miss a bowl game. This is a fucking disaster of a season for us. Yet we still win nine games. I mean, you want to talk about disasters of a season? Look at Michigan State. Ooh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> They're the inverse of us. They went three and nine in the regular season. Think about that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, like, and people aren't even calling for D'Antonio to get fired or anything. You know, people are like, fuck, that sucks. Go go get him next year. Yeah. It's like, it, you imagine what would happen if Jimbo went 3-9? and nine? Well, these are two completely different circumstances. You can't go 3-9 and nine with Florida State talent. You just can't. And nope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michigan State's a different animal. I mean, you can... Uh, Granted, he can't do it again, but I mean, D'Antonio, D'Antonio is the best coach Michigan State can really get. And with the talent they're able to get on a yearly basis, it's like you can't really argue with the results he's had over the past <clears throat> however many years he's been there. So, mm-hmm. you know, now had he been here, or, you know, like you said, Jimbo. Let Jimbo go. Let, let, let alone three and nine. Let Jimbo go six and six at Florida State. Oof, gross. <laughs> like, bro, there would be mutiny here. Like, there's uh-huh. already been some decision with him going nine and three. You see how much he's caught going nine and three, um, to some extent. But yeah, three and nine at. So Florida I've been. I mean, I've been unhappy with how quickly he went to defend uh, what's his name, Charles Kelly, like immediately after the game, he's caping up for Kelly and saying, oh, look at that defense, huh? And it's like, bro, like, slow down. Garbage. All right? Yeah. Like, fucking chill out with that. All right? Like, we get it. You're not going to fire him. He's your boy. But good luck. All right? Well, good luck with that shit. I, I'll, put, I'll say it like this. The head coach... I don't care what's happening. The head coach cannot throw his assistant under the bus public, publicly, you know. And mm-hmm. as as bad as our defense has been um, this season, I will say two things. We could have gotten a situation similar to 2009 where early in the season we find out that, indeed, this defense, which we thought was going to be elite, is garbage. Now, the players could have easily just packed the season in and just 
they show no sense of improvement or fight or will to even play. But with the rest of this team in general, they showed improvement from week to week. Granted, the competition, the level of competition hasn't been the greatest since the beginning of the season. But it's kind of like, you know, what I said uh, weeks ago about, you know, the first four or five weeks of the season did them no justice. I mean, you're going against a hell of a schedule to start off the season. So once things kind of calm down a little bit, they can kind of catch their bearings and kind of figure things out. And the unity, well, they, they stayed together and they finished the season strong. The the other way to look at that, though, just to buoy that, mm-hmm. you know, is that, like you said, the first half of the season was the tough part of the season. The offenses we faced in the second half fucking sucked. Exactly. They, they were not good defenses. So, you know, one thing that you said last week when I was mentioning the S&P ratings for our defense, the Mm -hmm. advanced metric with the uh, opponent-adjusted stats, um, our defense last week was ranked number 33. Mm -hmm. And you brought up a really good point. You're like, you know, that does also – that's cumulative. That takes into account the whole season. Right. And even though the offenses we faced the last few weeks were garbage – uh, they clearly looked better. They looked better than they did in the first few weeks. So, with that being said, you know what our S&P is this week? Our defensive S&P after Im- that Florida game? I would imagine we're in the 20s now. 18. 18. There it is. 18. That's how big of a performance. That's how big of a spanking we gave the Gators. Yeah. That even with all those dog shit performances... And even taking into account that the Gators' offense went from 88th to 96th in the country, we've now been, with all those adjustments made, according to S&P, we're the 18th defense in the country, which is probably fair. Yeah. That seems about right. It's still an underachievement, but fuck it, we finished the year ninth overall. Yeah. And I don't know. So what you're saying is we got to keep Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that fire him, man. I, I know we're not gonna. I know Jimbo's not gonna fire him, but I wish he would. <laughs> I wish he would because you know who I want him to hire. Mm, who you want? I'll remind the listeners. I want I want Jimbo to hire the same guy you want him to hire. Charlie Strong. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Hey. Oh, a, a nice southern gentleman to come in and show these young men the light and how to be an elite defense. Did you say the white? The light. <laughs> show them the light. Oh, I thought you were referring to his wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You gotta cut that out. Oh, I mean, I mean, just in case there's someone listening who doesn't know the story, you want to say it? No, no, let's continue. Because it's we beat the Gators, and now Charlie Strong's out of job. I mean, you want you want to say what what what's behind that? No, no, we can move on. I think we have to say it. You go ahead. All right, all right, so. When Urban Meyer left uh, the Gators, there was a lot of talk of making Charlie Charlie Strong, who was the defensive coordinator there, to make him the head coach at UF. And a lot of people were behind that. But there were a good amount of people out of Gainesville showing their true colors Mm -hmm. and being uncomfortable with Charlie Strong's familial situation uh, they didn't like that he married a beautiful white woman I mean that that, that is what happened right yes that's, that's, yes. that's, that's the story yes or that's that the is, rumor that is, that's the rumor yes so then Charlie Strong goes on to Louisville he kicks ass and, and now he, not only does he kicks ass he beats Florida in the Sugar Bowl in 2012 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, with a lot of these guys from the Gators talking about, because uh, Jeff Collins from the Gators, he might get, he 
he's probably going to get some offers for some like mid-major head coaching gigs. That's the defensive coordinator that now down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the Gator faithful are all like, oh, bring Charlie back. I don't think Charlie will be too keen on no. going back to UF. No, I, don't I don't think so. Nah. No. No. I, I, some tells me. Some tells me he's not going to do that. Nope. But. Fuck me, man. Why why can't we hire him? Well, it's going to be pricey if we do. And Give him 1.5. Fuck it. <laughs> Give him 1.5. Give him $100,000 more than Lane Kiffin does at Alabama. That's what Lane Kiffin did got from mm. Alabama. Well, he left everywhere. He got fired from everywhere in disgrace. He left it. <laughs> that guy didn't have a pot to piss in in the country. Everyone fucking hated. Like if if like if half the country like had seen Lane Kiffin on fire, they would not have pissed on him to put it out. Mm. So Alabama goes and they hire the most hated fucking guy in college football next to Joe Paterno, and they fucking hire him. And now they have a great offense, a very different offense than what we'd seen out of Nick Saban teams. So fuck it, man. Jimbo, just do, do it. Do what you need to do, man. Do do what you need to do. Tell your boy to kick rocks. Bring in Charlie Strong. Well, it may have. We we'll see. Um, God, all, I hope it does. Although I think the price for um a DC just went up with LSU. I mean, didn't they just hire a new guy for um? Uh, I know it's like what 1.7 today or yesterday, making him the highest pay uh, coordinator in the country, I believe. So, huh. I mean, they basically re-opt his deal. He was already there. Who was um, who? Wait, who are you talking about? Uh, I think his name is Arden. A R A N D A. Arden. Dave. Oh, Dave Aranda. Aranda. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, maybe the price for that's yeah that's the guy they stole from Wisconsin. Yeah, so maybe the price just the price went up for Charlie. <sighs> fuck it, man. I mean, <laughs> that's what you got to do to win. Like I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, like I guess that is the price. Get all those really shitty, like, call back Chainsaw Al. Tell me you need more money. <laughs> yeah. His ass ain't gonna be able to spend it when he goes to the Lake of Fire. <laughs> oh man this is already one of the funniest episodes we ever did <laughs> alright so, yeah yeah you're right you're right <laughs> well it looks like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to you know, Jimbo ca- do it we're gonna have to catch up with the rest of the country start paying our coordinators over a million dollars yeah, man. So, well, fuck it. For the right one, don't don't, well, don't now, give Charles Kelly another fucking bump. Yeah, you know. Now that I think about it, you know, we don't we really don't have a true offensive coordinator, so right. we should be able to afford a really expensive defensive coordinator. That's what makes sense to me, man. Yeah. Shit. I mean, if Jimbo wants to be so absorbed with the offense, then fuck it, man. Save the money. Yeah. I mean, he already steals a coach because you can have. It's eight coaches, eight assistant coaches after the head coach. So it's nine total coaches there. And if Jimbo's already the offensive coordinator and the QB coach, you know Jimbo's side of the ball has four coaches plus him. Yeah. So they're already outnumbered. It's like, fuck, man, put some money into that defense already. So going with Charlie Strong leaving, getting kicked out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas gets their man. They do. They get Tom Herman. Yeah, Tom Herman. And LSU gets left at the altar. <laughs> <laughs> Who has more pressure? Who has more pressure on them in the first three years to succeed? I'm going to say... Cur- Kirby gonna... Smart? Kirby Ooh, Smart? Okay. Or Tom Herman? Hmm. I'm going to say Tom Herman because he's been anointed as like the next great thing. 
and everyone was pursuing him. Everybody wanted him. So I well, think, everyone except LSU, Oregon, you know, well, teams that USC teams that should have gone after. Well, him. I, LSU wanted him. They offered him. Yeah, but they were fucking stupid about it. Well, that's LSU. I think we learned all <laughs> we need to know about the LSU athletic department, the way they operate there. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's Tom. And he's going to a big job. Texas is one of the, probably the biggest job in college football. Um, so, like I say, he's been anointed as the next great thing. And, um after the what three losing seasons Texas has had back to back to back, which is crazy to think about, Oof. Um, yeah. he has to kind of win. You know, I'm not sh- I'm not familiar with Texas roster, so I'm not sure if there's a lot of talent there. I'm, I imagine that there is, so he'll have pieces to work with. Um, so we'll just see how how long. It takes him to get it running. But then again, he's running a system that, in my opinion, doesn't take much to run it as long as you have decent athletes. Um, so he should be fine. Like, they should be able to get at least eight wins his first season. I would imagine. But then again, I thought that with Charlie. So we'll see. Um, I think the problem Charlie Strong had, well, there are a few, but... One of the problems I thought when he went there, he wanted to run a certain type of offense, and they probably didn't have the personnel to run that offense. And then once he figured out there's no way we're gonna be able to run it, he tried so to he cha- pulled a must champ. Right, he changed course kind of in the middle of the season, and it was just a disaster, and they could just never get it going from there. He pulled um, a must champ right. all the way. It's yeah, with the side of the ball that he's not exactly. That he's not coaching, right? So that I makes think sense. I think that's his his downfall was with that. Um, had he stuck to his convictions and went with what he thought was best, or you know what he wanted to when he first took the job, in the long run they'd probably be better off now than where they ended up. Um, well, so. Herman's gonna bring that. Uh, what is it spread to run? He's going to look for offloading responsibility from the QB. I mean, Herman Herman didn't come up under Urban Meyer, but he worked for Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer is the guy who got him attention. Right. And I know you, you have to know that he learned a lot in the years that he spent with him. And one of the big things that Urban Meyer system has always done is offload almost all responsibility from the quarterback and the order of importance of players on the field as far as the offense is concerned is offensive line skill position players and finally quarterback and I mean that's what I would expect to see out of Texas moving forward having a great O-line he's going to recruit ridiculously well I mean you just know it you're right with what he did at Houston, I mean, what was the name of that one defensive tackle, the number one recruit out of I, Texas last year? I know you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. He sent out that tweet after Herman said he was going to Texas. Oh, what like, did he say? Uh, oh, he wasn't happy. Oh, I bet he wasn't. I don't know why he went to Houston knowing that that dude ain't going to be there. <laughs> that was, yeah. If I was his coach or his, his, his dad, I'm like, I get you like the coach, but this guy is going to be there one or maybe two years if you're lucky. Keep that in mind. Oh, so, exactly. That's what I would have told him, like straight up. I <laughs> said, so this is not his final destination. <laughs> so, I mean, if, you know, him being his head coach was a major factor of him deciding to go to school there, then someone wasn't giving him solid advice. <laughs> so right, it's like how long do you think? I mean, is Houston something special to Herman? Nah, they're just no. the guys who gave him the first job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even even Chris Peterson eventually left Boise State. Exactly, and even like, he stayed for a long time though. <laughs> uh huh. He stayed well past everyone thought 
you know. But the guy I was thinking about was Ed Oliver. He was okay. the that defensive tackle. Right. He uh he posted a tweet. I think he deleted it right afterwards. But it was uh he was not happy about Herman leaving. Mm. He was not uh it was not the usual like like uh I wish coach the best. You know oh like uh you know he he helped me turn to a man. No, this is a guy who just got there, five star recruit, and he was not happy about it. So. All right, you know, we'll see. We'll see what Herman does re- forward with recruiting specifically Houston, because he was recruiting really well in Houston. Let's see if he could keep that up there. I mean, now he's got the target on his back. Yep. Um, are there any other teams out there that are going to be looking this off season? Um, Oregon maybe. Whew. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I would imagine. Oregon, Oregon, Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. That shit about Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Remember, what was it Kelly said a couple days back? It's like he's, uh, he might be, or he's looking into or keeping his options over for, open yeah. for it's other like He still has a job. It's like, okay, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> like, you don't normally see that. I mean, unless, well, I mean, I guess he, he at least he didn't pull an Urban Meyer where he said, I'm sick, but. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what the? I don't know. That's weird, right? Like, who, who, who would take him? Who would take him at this point? I, I have Purdue. Mean... Purdue. Purdue's looking for a coach. Houston looking for a coach. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe you, you know just... who's looking. Who's you know that? who's gonna be looking real soon. Who's that? It's weird. I think Oklahoma State's gonna be looking real soon. Really? Yep. Have you heard what's been going on between Mike Gundy and uh, uh, what's his T Boone Pickens? Oh, Pickens. No, I have not heard. So Oklahoma State's coach Mike Gundy, he uh, he hasn't. Like over the last year or two, him and T Boone have not gotten along well, and uh, they've like publicly traded barbs and jabs. Um, and then this year, with Mike Gundy rolling out the fucking mullet, <laughs> T Boone has had enough of them. And even though Oklahoma State has had a resurgent year, uh, he might—he's a guy that you might. Like sneaky. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised LSU didn't talk to him, hmm. but Notre Dame might. I mean, if Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly's a fucking. At this point, if you're Notre Dame, why don't you just fucking fire him? Let's get rid of him. Maybe they I mean, will. You know, there's. Well, I mean, the big the, guy. The, the problem. Well, I was going to say the problem they may have is if you fire him who you're going to get and that's kind of the thing I think a lot of fans always kind of forget it's like alright we want to fire someone to him so but then the question immediately alright well who can we get who's can be better than him and I know Chris Peterson's a hot name but Chris Peterson is one game away from going to the playoffs essentially and if he makes it to the playoffs Three games away from winning a national championship. Exactly, and if he makes the playoffs, the playoffs are not going to leave. Yeah, it's like he's not going to leave. The playoffs doesn't start until what January, and yeah. is a school willing to wait until January to hire their next head coach in the middle of at you know at the start of the heavy recruiting season? So you kind of have to, unless he loses, you kind of have to scratch him off your list. <laughs> Unless you're willing to wait Chris Peterson, and play that game, yeah, people, people have been talking about Tom Herman for a while, but Chris Peterson is the guy. To me, he's the guy. He's the guy. I mean, he did it at Boise State for a while, longer than people thought he would, and then he he does it again at at University of Washington. I mean, this is he's the fucking guy. Yeah. And now the question is, is <laughs> 
is he ever if is he going to be willing to leave? Because if I'm if I'm at Notre Dame, if I'm a Notre Dame fan, I'm saying like, bro, that's that's the fucking guy right there. That's the one you want. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I mean, even if all right, let's pretend they did fire or Kelly left, uh-huh. and they want him. I don't think they could get him, at least not right now. They're gonna have to wait a year or hope that he loses. You in know, the Pac-12 you know who they could hire. You know, and he wouldn't be too far away. I'm just saying. They could hire PJ Fleck. They could. I don't think Notre Dame is willing <laughs> to do that. Though. They're not gonna do that. Who's I've, gonna hire PJ Fleck? Uh, mm, I don't know. It depends. Who's, he's only thirty-five. He's only thirty-five. He's the, talk about the Western Michigan coach. He's undefeated. Yeah, twelve and zero. I um, mean, I don't know perfection. I mean, what schools are out there? <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of hard to know. Like, I think there's a lot of schools who would be willing to hire him, but a lot of schools haven't fired their coaches yet. So it's kind of really hard to know. Because so there, there, another guy. Okay, uh, Boston College is going to fire their coach. Okay. I, I, I would think so. Like, I don't know that Adazio deserves another year. Which, by the way, if Adazio is fired, we need a hire for the him. love of fucking job, uh, for the love of God, Jimbo, make the fucking call. Yeah. That's what he needs Make to the do. call, all right? And we I could get I, some dudes on that O-line. I, I, think, I think Jimbo would make that call. I think he respects him a lot because, you know, he's very complimentary of him every time we played him about how prepared their guys are and how hard they play and all those things. Um, so I think he has a lot of respect for Adazio. So I think that could be something that would potentially work works out um, if both parties are willing to, you know, make that move. Um but if I'm if I'm the guy at Western Michigan, I don't know if I'd take that Boston College job because I, it's probably not it's probably yeah. not that much of a pay increase. And then it's like, well, can I win there? And when you look at yeah, Florida can State, you make yourself yeah, look good there. Yeah, when you see Florida State, Clemson, and Louisville all in your, your division, it's like mm, maybe I should keep doing what I'm doing and hope something better comes along. So yeah, that's why when uh, what's his name, uh, the fucking Virginia Tech head coach, the one with the was the blood of the conquistador. What's his name? <laughs> what's cool? Virginia Tech's head coach. Oh, what's the name right of? now. Yeah, yeah. Fuentes. Yeah, Fuentes. Okay, when Fuentes went there. I mean, you go to the ACC Coastal Division, have fun, dude. Yeah, you have a shot. You're going to have – yeah. There's – I mean, there there isn't much stopping you from getting anywhere. Exactly. Like, think about this. Uh, Larry Fedora at North Carolina is now a hot commodity. Exactly. Fuck me. Oregon might hire Larry Fedora. That would think be about a, that. That would be a mistake, but yes, that could happen. <laughs> I just think he's a bad coach, personally. <laughs> That's because he won't look he won't look Jimbo in the eye after he loses to him. Like I single hand well, I've watched North Carolina lose games because of him. Like specifically because of him and <laughs> poor coaching decisions. Like the Georgia game at the beginning of the year. Um a game uh, they played last year. I can't remember who it was against, but like he single-handedly lost them games, and I just, I just can't have my head coach doing it. I just can't. So, yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. All right. If you could trade one team between the Atlantic Division and the Coastal Division, the ACC, for football, what would you do? Who would I trade out? Yeah, between the divisions. I would trade out Louisville and probably add, hmm, I haven't thought about this. So trade out Louisville because Louisville, like, probably okay. should be in the okay. ACC championship game. I would, tr- yeah, I'll um, trade out Louisville and maybe add Georgia Tech. Now, now you're fucking talking. 
Yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, do that. I was gonna say pit, but nah. yeah, what you're saying makes more sense. Yeah, I don't want pit because we're already playing up at Syracuse every other year. So to me, playing pit on a yearly basis doesn't really do anything for me. But with Georgia Tech, you know, they're literally the closest team to us in the ACC, so it just wouldn't make too, so much sense. And we used to kind of have, like, a little rivalry with them back in the 90s when we did play them every year. So That's true. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, So, how's your beer, man? It's good. I love it. Yeah? It's sweet. What are you drinking again? What are you talk? What, what what were you drinking? Uh, it's from Trogues Brewing, and I'm pretty sure Trogues is out of Pennsylvania. Um, it's the Troganator, a double bock. So it's a. Uh, it is a dark lager. It's a. Uh, it comes in at what's this? What is it? Eight point two percent ABV alcohol by volume. So that's very high for a lager in general but for this type of lager that's what you should expect uh, lagers are usually your really light easy drinking beers mm-hmm. this one is made with when you make a double bock like this you're going to use like traditional like lager malts like pilsner malts mm-hmm. but you're also going to add stuff that you usually wouldn't see in lagers like chocolate like really heavy chocolate malt stuff like that and that's what's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of multi flavor. It's gonna make it darker. It's gonna kinda be an easy drinking multi slightly darker beer. And the hoppiness on this thing, IBUs are twenty five. So with that high of an A B V and that kind of modest of an IBU number, I like it. This is easy drinking. Nice. Alright. Mm-hmm. Alright. I've had the Trogue stuff before. Um I'd say I think a few a few months back I had something from called uh what the fuck was that one called? Um Oh, Nugget Nectar. Yeah, Nugget Nectar was like phenomenal. So this is the second beer I've had from this brewery. These guys know what they're about. If you ever run into anything from Trogues, definitely give it a try. And I wish we were sponsored and I was getting paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day. One day. One day. day. Alright. What what are you having? Well, how would you rank your beer? Oh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. You gonna wait? You're gonna wait? Alright, yeah. alright, alright. Fair enough. Um, I'm drinking a uh, the Young's double chocolate stout. Um, it's by a um, British or yeah, British um, brewing company, Wells and Youngs. Um, yeah. It's is basically a very standard milk stout. It kind of tastes. Uh-huh. I don't know if I don't know if you've. It's kind of. It reminds me a lot I of like the milk le- stouts. Okay, yeah, it reminds me a lot of the uh, left hand milk stout. Um, so it's it's very similar to that. Um, it's not like really strong. It's like a five five point two um, ABV. So it's not incredibly strong, but it's it's very smooth. Um, obviously, has a very chocolate sweet taste to it. Very very creamy taste to it. Um, I've had this beer, I think, a few times. I think one of the first stouts I ever had when I moved out to um, New Mexico was this dub- double chocolate stout. Um, so it kind of has a a warm place in my heart in a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. It's pretty common. I mean, you, even though it's it's a British beer, it's you can pretty much find this most places around the country. Um, at least from what I've, you know, seen. Um, so and it's sold year round. So yeah, you can definitely find it um, anytime. So yeah, it's a solid stout. Um, typically, I'm I'm more into the imperial stouts because they have a little more bite to it, but you know, on a nice cold winter night. Granted, it's still warm down here in Florida, but on a 
<laughs> on a nice cold winter night, even though you live in Boston, so I'm yeah, sure fuck it's... fuck your nice cold winter <laughs> nights, man. I think... Bro, uh, I took the dog out, and it was fucking 20 degrees outside in the cold-ass rain. Ooh, no. It's not even fucking snowing, man. <laughs> it's fucking raining sideways. <laughs> yeah. Cold-ass we had, like, two... Well, we had, like, two cold nights, I feel like. The football game against Florida... It was. It, it was pretty. Even fucking snowing yet, man. It was pretty chilly at the Florida game. By the end of the game, by the second half. Um, but right. yeah. So this. What is would you give your? What would you rate your beer? What would you rate your beer? I will give this a 2012 Malik Watson. What? <laughs> you forgot our our our. our Right tackle? No, left tackle? No, right tackle. Right tackle. Right tackle. Malik. Right tackle. Malik. Bro, mean lick. Mean lick. Mean lick. Metalick. Metalick. Mean lick. The boxer. Yes, the boxer. You go, you go. Hey, that's good, man. That's good. I'll give this one. I'll give this one four. Greg Reed calling Matt Elam a pussy. Ah. <laughs> For those people who are not aware, um, go back and watch the uh, Florida game from, was that 2010? 2010 or 2011, one of those two. 20, it was 2011. It was 2011. Yeah. It was 2011. Yeah, that was, that remember, was awesome. Remember, Matt Elam, Matt Elam stayed. He was he, he was hosted by Greg Reed when he came on his recruiting visit. Uh, and uh, usually when you stay with Greg Reed, that night you were going to go out and go party up. Well, right. fucking, what's his name? Matt Elam. He 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 was he was like, no, nah, I don't want to go out. I just want to stay in. He was being homesick and shit. So he called him a pussy. <laughs> and <laughs> he called he called him a pussy. And then on national television on the sideline, he goes, "Hey yo, pussy." <laughs> uh. <laughs> you wish you stayed home tonight, didn't you? <laughs> and he fucking flips out. That's beautiful. Fucking love it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Breaking so, yeah. news. Breaking news. What's that? What's that? What's going on? Oregon has dismissed head football coach Mark Hendrick. Helfrich? Yeah, Helfrich. Helfrich is out. Breaking news. Oh, shit. So you know what that means. What's that mean? <laughs> Charles Kelly to Oregon. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> 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 no. Nah, nah. So... A new job has opened. Fedora. Okay, for sure as fuck, Peterson isn't going there. Yeah. Although I have been hearing some rumors that uh, McElwain at Florida might be interested in that Oregon job. <laughs> He's going to dip out. But, oh, I would love that. My God. I mean, part, <laughs> part of me wants him to stay because I don't foresee Florida being a threat anytime soon. <laughs> No, nah, bro. No, nah, let him let him go. Let him go. Let oh him my go. god, they'd be a disaster. Who would they hire? Oof. Well, that would be something else. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yeah, like I kind of want him to stay cuz he's Al Golden yeah. again. Mhm. And they do have a new athletic director there, Foley's out. Mm-hmm. So, we don't know what the new one's about just yet. But I wouldn't want the new one to do something crazy like give Lane Kiffin a job or something. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Who knows? Chip no. Kelly might be looking for a job after this year. <laughs> he <laughs> He's already want... done in San Francisco? I mean, I've heard that. And now that Oregon's reopened, they might. You know, it's like a bad breakup. Sometimes <laughs> the heart, with a heart wants what a heart wants. <laughs> so maybe it's time to go home for Chip Kelly. Oh, who the fuck? Seriously, um, I think Fedora is the guy that they're gonna look for. Yeah. I mean, this is who would who who can they get? I would say either Larry Fedora from North Carolina or Mike Gundy. They could get Mike, Mike Gundy. Gundy. Um, or uh, um, maybe. Put out some feelings to Chip Kelly. Oh yeah, Chip Kelly will always take that. Maybe, yeah. well, maybe you never know. I don't know. Boise State as a good coach. Um, 
Because I, th- uh, I think they want to still run the same system. They just want somebody else to implement it. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's just Helfrich was like uh, Larry Coker for them. Yeah. I mean, they just didn't have the talent of 2000 Miami. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Um, so we'll, we'll, I think the next 24 to 48 hours will be interesting. Um, they might take a look at your boy PJ Flick. Who knows? Or how about uh, Dana Hogerson at West Virginia? Dana? Drunk-ass Dana? <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I nah, just... Oh, you know, in the, okay. Talking about drunk-ass coaches. My favorite coach that has nothing at all to do with performance or anything like that has to be Brett Belima. Oh, has to be. Yeah. Have you seen Brett Belima's house? Yes, I have. You know, that motherfucker designed his house because he goes to Fayetteville, Arkansas from Wisconsin. Right. And he doesn't, like, he looks at the house and he's like, nah, let me build something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can do that in Arkansas. Atlanta is cheap. <laughs> so instead of straight up buying something, what does he do? He goes ahead and designs and pays these people to build a replica of, like, one of Uday Hussein's mansions. Oh. Have you seen his kitchen? Yeah. The, um, you know how a, kitch- you know, yeah. you know you have, like, an island in mm-hmm. the kitchen? He's got three of them. Mm-hmm. He's got a fucking kitchen peninsula. Well, I mean, a dude that big, you got to have that. <laughs> Oregon should hire him just so we can see the house. I want to see the I want to see the condo he would design. <laughs> well, so latest rankings of the college football playoff come out. Yeah, <sighs> I'm gonna give you my initial One. thoughts while you gather yours. So, here's my problem. Okay, well, I have several, but my my biggest problem is with the the committee is there. From it was, this is a the third year, right? So there are no parameters in which the committee, you know, guides by. So it's like every week, from year to year, they're just making it up as they go. And no other sport in this, at least in this country, you go put it like this: every sport in this country, going into the year, you know what you need to do to make the playoffs. Here's the parameters. There is no if, ands, or buts by it. All right, we know we need to do this, 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 and this to make the playoffs. And with the system now, it's like, all right, well, if we base off of what happened last year, all right, so we can we think we need to do these things. But when you look at this season, it's like, well, that is not necessarily the case. Like with the first season where it was Florida State, it was all about game control. And then the next year, last year, it was something else. Now this year it's like oh, yeah. this year it's like head to head doesn't even matter now. It's about well, you know, this team looks better than this team, even though team A nah, it doesn't even matter about that. Doesn't even matter about that. The only thing that matters, this is going back to early BCS bullshit, which is why they started inclu- uh that's why they I think they reduced the computer rankings at some point. Mm-hmm. It's the record. And that's the most asinine way to do it. Exactly. It's just the record. Look at you look look at the top five, six. Look at look at the top eight. Twelve and 0, 11 and one, eleven and one, eleven and one, ten and two, ten and two, ten and two, ten and two. Then the next group, nine and two, nine and two, nine and three, nine and three. What the fuck is this? Yeah. What is this? A child could have put this list together. <laughs> a fucking like seriously, someone who has no fucking clue what they're talking about could have put this list together. And I get it. I get it. Ohio State beat Wisconsin straight up. I I get that. But how? How? How can you reward someone if they can't even win their own division? It's the same fucking bullshit that led to Alabama winning another championship uh, when they had to play LSU. LSU had to play a solid Missouri team and Alabama got to sit at home. That's the most ass backwards fucking 
un-American bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Like, that is not right. Like, this... I don't know how, as a fan, you could stomach this shit. Ohio State's sitting at home this weekend. Yeah. Like, I get it. Clemson, Clemson lost. Clemson lost a game. They dropped a game, embarrassing fashion, fine, whatever. But they still have to beat Florida State, Louisville. And guess what? This weekend, they got to play another game, and they're expected to win it. And same shit goes for Washington. And same shit goes for Alabama. Alabama, Clemson, and Washington are all playing games this weekend that matter. And Ohio State is to sit home. Well, I, I will the say that. I, I will say this. This is my this is my theory, because this kind of happened. I believe this happened in the first year of the playoff committee, going into the last week after the final week of the season. Um, I believe um, Florida State, even though we were undefeated, we were sitting at the four seed, and TCU is sitting at the three seed, or something like that, or Baylor, one of those two teams sitting in the three seed. So the question was, well, you know if we win are we still in so what happened was the teams that won their conference championship all basically got rewarded and the team that didn't play a conference championship which Baylor did not I mean not Baylor well Baylor neither or TCU yeah, yeah, play yeah, no, one I, I so they got knocked out of the top four so my theory is at least what I'm hoping will happen is that this ranking won't reflect the final outcome for instance, Same. if Clemson yeah. and Washington wins, I will assume that Clemson and Washington will both move up to the second and third seed. And then if, say, Penn State wins the Big Ten Championship, then they will move them to the fourth seed. Because they would have won their conference championship. They would have played an extra game with another really good win on their resume. And they would have that head-to-head um, win over Ohio State. So all this talk about Ohio State's in, I was like, I just don't buy that. There's just no way that you can justify, especially if Penn State wins it, you can't justify Ohio State over Penn State. They would have the same amount of wins over ranked teams. They would have a division title, a conference title, and a head-to-head win over Ohio State. So there's just no way I could fathom them putting Ohio State over those other three teams. It's just... Jesus it, Christ. You gr- just... You know what you've just done? What's that? Bro, right now you're talking about Penn State doing this. You're talking about, like, the Supreme Court defending Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> I know. Right? To I protest <laughs> military funerals. Because I'm... it's the fucking worst, most deplorable, fucking nasty thing ever. Right. But... You're defending their fucking right on the basis of what is right to do in the situation, and you're fucking right. I mean, like, you're right, you're right. If Penn State wins this weekend, there is absolutely no excuse for Ohio State being in that top four. Exactly. Unless everyone else in that top four loses, and then you might get a weird thing happen. Yes. But but you're right. If Penn State wins, if if those pedophile apologists win... They should be in the top four. Yeah, but I'd say so should Wisconsin. Yeah, if Wisconsin I agree. Wins. They should be in the top four. I, I agree with that as well. If Colorado um, beats Washington, they should be in. Like, we're talking. It's like fuck yeah. me. Like even even like let's say. Let's say like Penn State wins or wherever fuck like. If Oklahoma comes out and beats Oklahoma State and beats the fuck out of it, I don't know. It's weird because, like, this is a year really that the Big 12 is hurting for that play for that conference championship game. Because mm-hmm. Oklahoma would have – they would have – I mean, shit, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, them two playing for a conference championship right, right now as opposed to just their 12th game of the year? Uh, I'm not sure. I think they start that next season. So I think this is just yeah, a they regular start next season. Year. I'm yeah. pretty sure they start next year, yeah. Yeah, this is just a regular season game. No, I I, I mean, like, on, on a side thing, yeah, I do like that they do a round robin. That's the best way to crown a champion. <laughs> in Except for that one year. When they refuse to <laughs> crown the champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. 
No, it is the best way. It's how, like, English League Soccer does it. It's how, like, major soccer leagues do it. Everyone plays everyone else a bunch of times, and whoever wins the most wins the thing. You don't even have a tournament. It's less exciting, but it's the most valid way to crown a champion. It's just it's less exciting, and in this system where everyone else is playing that conference championship game, bro, just fucking play it. Yes. You're not going to change the way people think like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Ohio State, like, let's just hope this is this week. My problem with it is that they have them number two. Yeah. I was hoping that they would drop them down to, like, three or four just mm-hmm. to show that they're, like, this is what we're going to do. Well, you, the problem you would run into is because they came into the week at number two. So you would literally be punishing them for winning Beating at Michigan. Beating a good Michigan. Right. Uh, a good Michigan team. Uh, you're right. Uh, they were hosting Michigan. They were hosting Michigan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope that this extra game, because it's I, not like it's Penn State. It's not like it's Alabama playing Florida. Right. It's not like they're playing some random team from wherever the fuck. I mean, these are all top. I mean, this is number seven versus number six. And when we're talking about Washington, Colorado, that's number four versus number eight. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, nine versus ten. These are big games. These are the biggest games of the weekend. And Ohio State is not participating. Yeah. So they, beyond the usual. They will like, be punished for that, though. They have to be. Yeah. They God will. damn it, they have to be. I mean, and the committee. Yeah. The committee Urban's has shown get a delivery of fucking pop That's what he's <laughs> the, the get. committee has shown that they do value conference champions. Um, that's the, been kind of the one consistent the past few years. Although they haven't really been in this situation that they're currently in, but I think once the dust settles, especially if Clemson and Washington wins, then we're in a situation where. Ohio State is getting the boot because there's just no way you can justify especially if Penn State wins there's just no way you can justify putting Ohio State over Penn State there's just no way there's no way there's just no way Um, so and it's not like Penn State hasn't you know been looking good the last few games they've been playing I mean they've been kind of on a little hot streak here so it's not like they've been struggling, kind of limping their way into the championship game. They've been playing pretty well overall. Yeah. Um. So you got to give them that. Although we both have our certain thoughts about Penn State as an institution and a football program, but oh yeah, they're, they're me, fucking, it's invalid. It's right, invalid. Right. It's invalid in this situation. Yes. Um. No, so, they're invalid. In this oh. Situation. <laughs> they shouldn't have a fucking team. Right, right, right. It should not be allowed to be on the field. Right. Period. So are there any other, like, as far as the rankings, and are there any other things that, well, I guess for Florida State's sake, you know, we got the bump, which I still think is weird. We're actually now ranked above Louisville at 12, <laughs> which right. is it's odd. I mean, I understand the reasoning because on paper it looks like we're the better team now, even though – they beat us by like forty three points early in the season. Jesus Christ! So beat the fuck out of us. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I can understand what where they're coming. You can't lose to Kentucky and Houston back to back essentially, and yeah. they really have been limping towards the end of this year. So I can understand uh-huh. that. Um. But you know, I think both. I mean, like if for us, the reason why this is important to Florida State is because we're both bidding to get that important bid to go to the Orange Bowl and most likely face Michigan, which is a great matchup. Um, Fuck yeah. That would be easily a sellout. You know, everyone would be watching that game. Actually, it wouldn't be Michigan, man. Oh, I think it would be Michigan. They might give Michigan to... Well, it depends on what happens. Like, well, you're right. It just depends who the... Like, who goes to the playoff? If Ohio State goes to the playoff, Michigan right. goes to the Rose Bowl. Right, whoever right, wins right. the conference ends up as the at-large. Right. What? Well, yeah. Well, well, actually, no. The way it works with the Rose Bowl is the conference champion has to go if they're available. So, 
So, yeah, I think you're right. We might end actually end up with Michigan. Right. I mean, I know that's where they've been, they have been projected by pretty much everybody. And if the conference champion goes to the playoff, then Ohio State goes to the Rose Bowl and we would still end up with Michigan. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes right. sense. So, because Orange Bowl is ACC versus at-large. Right. Right, right. So this is why this ranking is important to us, the 12 and 13. So – if I'm a Louisville fan, I'm a little pissed because I just beat this team. Not well, just, but I beat this team by 43 points. Uh, but if I'm a Florida State fan, which I am, I can say, well, don't lose to Kentucky at home. <laughs> <You> <laughs> so I, I, I understand it. and Well, according you know, to the advanced metrics, uh, S&P, Louisville's number seven in the country. We're number nine. Yeah. Um, their offense is three, our offense is six, and their defense is 15, ours is 18. Well, there so it is. So they're very similar there. But, you know, SMP does weird shit sometimes. All these advanced metrics, they're not perfect. They're constantly getting tweaked. That's why they have LSU as the number five team in the country. <laughs> yeah, and we all know that's so, not the case. So weird shit happens sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's mainly right, but, you know, like, there's outliers. There's weird shit that happens. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Louisville's a good team, but fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be mad either way. Like, if, you know, it comes down Louisville getting a spot, I certainly won't be mad. I'm like, well, don't lose What's to Louisville. What's our second bowl, though? Is second bowl the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? I think it's one of either Jacksonville or Orlando are the other two that we would be in consideration. Are you sure? Because I think sure Atlanta is... Chick-fil-A is, Peach Bowl? I think, uh, isn't Atlanta hosting one of the uh, playoff games this year? Because it rotates, right? So I think oh, they're... Oh, that might be it. I think they're hosting one of the uh, playoff Final Four games. So I think we would be bidding for either Orlando or Jacksonville would be the next two. Which huh. I'm not crazy about. I mean, if it's a good matchup, then you know, yeah, it would be. It would be Orlando. Orlando's right. the number two. This yeah, because of the playoff. So right. it'd be the Russell Athletic Bowl versus Big Twelve. So it'd be. It could it be would like be a, Oklahoma, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. Yeah, which are two. I mean, we played Oklahoma State like two years ago. So eh, Oklahoma, that would be a cool matchup. I wouldn't mind playing them again. I mean, I'd like that. Yeah. So, and we can get a real true test and see what our defense has become on that spread offense. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine either way. I wouldn't be mad if, you know, we don't get a chance to go to the um, Orange Bowl. And that would put um, Louisville in the Belk, Belk Bowl versus third or fourth in the SEC. Yeah. So, that would be... Maybe LSU, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, but either way, yeah. you know, I'm fine either way. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, fucking conference championship weekend. Yeah. Plus Oklahoma playing Oklahoma State. Some good football to watch. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I hope the committee makes the right decision here. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I mean, Let's you got see. something else for us? Yeah, let's just see what happens with Florida and Alabama. Um, I think if I'm Alabama, I don't even play my starters. <laughs> it's like you have nothing to lose in this game, quite literally. You can lose this game and you're still in, which is weird. But I think that may happen. Um, if they, I mean, they're not going to lose. I don't mean that may happen. But I'm saying if they were to lose, I think they would still get in. But hey. I mean, you know, Florida might end up with negative passing yards on the day. They could. I really think so. Well, we'll see. I'll be watching. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm hype as fuck to see that shit happen. Yeah. So, you know what, man? As usual, it was awesome having a beer with you, talking some football. Uh, I want to say thank you to everyone listening. Uh, you know what? It's been a solid season. We'll be back next week talking some more about uh, what happens in these conference championship games. Hopefully the committee doesn't fuck up the college football world. <laughs> uh, check, <laughs> check out our SoundCloud. Our Facebook, Twitter is at BBFA Podcast. 
again, my name is Albert. And my name is Javian. And we'll see you guys all next week.